Welcome to the 20th episode of the official Espigan podcast, hosted by Dr. Alex Nicely. Here I am again, uh, that is for those of you who've listened to these podcasts before, or here I am for the first time, if you haven't. If you have comments on previous podcasts or on this one, we hope that you'll share them. We need feedback. That can be supplied to us through the email address of office at espigan.com. Today's podcast is uh, a bit special for me because it involves meeting for the first time, um, virtually, online, someone with whom I was in touch seven or eight years ago when I still lived and worked in London. He sent me materials from a case of liver disease asking for an opinion. I was happy to provide one. And we communicated. We emailed back and forth. This was unusual for me because our today's guest, Olzash Abdrahmanino, excuse me, I got that wrong, because today's guest, Olzash Abdrahmanov, is from Kazakhstan. I'd never met anybody from Kazakhstan before. For those of you who are a little bit fuzzy on your geography, as certainly I am, um, you go to Georgia, the Caucasus, Georgia, and head due east, and eventually you'll wind up in Almaty. Almaty is, I think, derived from the Turkic word for apple. And this is a little bit interesting to me because living in Hungary, I know that the word for apple is Alma in Hungarian. So there's a link there in the languages, and now there's a link between Olzás and me. And this is one of those interesting things that happens when the E in Espigan is far wider than Europe. Espigan has a reach that extends to Kazakhstan and beyond. And we're going to hear a little bit about what it's like to be a pediatrician with an interest in gastrointestinal and liver disease working at a university hospital in Kazakhstan. With that, Olzaz, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the listeners are. Um, hello, Alex. Uh, many thanks. Uh, uh, for inviting me to your podcast, uh, I uh, I already uh, hear all all your uh, meetings in in, in the Zoom uh, in the podcast with other guests. It's a very pleasure uh, for me because, as you said, I am a general pediatrician, and uh, when I first uh, sent you uh, biopsy samples, I uh, actually uh, was an uh, um, was like a student I was a resident uh, and it uh, was a pretty uh, complicated case uh, and many sense for your uh, opinion uh, uh, for sharing your opinions uh, and uh, also uh, many sense that uh, with uh, with your help uh, I uh, made a clinical, uh, like a clinical observer in uh, King's College Hospital in uh, in London, uh, uh, and um, uh, with the help also Professor Anil uh, Duan, 
uh, many thanks for this. It was uh, very and very interesting uh, for me. And it's uh, just, uh, for example, in in my country, uh, there are no any opportunities to uh, to become a pediatric uh, hepatologist. And this, uh, I know, it's a, a pretty short time, but one and a half months uh, in in London, it uh, gave me so many knowledge uh, about uh, pediatric uh, liver diseases. And uh, right now, I'm a pediatrician, but uh, with interest in pediatric um, gastroenterology and uh, hepatology. A pediatrician with an interest in hepatology and gastroenterology. For those of you who don't have the advantage that I have, which is of a visual connection with Rojas, he looks like all of my nephews by my brother Jonathan, my brother Jonathan is, of course, blonde and blue-eyed, Swedish and German, but he married a Han Chinese woman. And Oljash is a handsome young man with dramatic eyebrows, um, born in 1993, so not even 30 years old yet. I think we need to learn a little bit more about what the educational process is by which people become doctors in Kazakhstan. When did you enter medical training? Mm, many sense uh, for this question. Uh, in uh, in Kazakhstan, after eleven years uh, of uh, the school, uh, after that we choose our specialty, and uh, it's about five years of general uh, general medicine. It's like a, a bachelor degree five years and after that uh, two years of internship uh, where we uh, can choose between pediatrician, uh, obstetric and gynecology, general surgery and uh, therapists. And after two years uh, we can uh, uh, we can choose our residency program and I uh, choose uh, uh, pediatric uh, speciality and it's plus two years and uh, oh it's it's about uh, nine years in uh, uh, in in medical school nine years in all yes. now you found yourself interested in pediatrics yeah I think we're talking we're preaching to the converted again as I've said on other occasions in these in these podcasts everybody who is listening knows that pediatrics is the best and highest form of medicine. Um, but they know something more, <laughs> something that most pediatricians don't know, which is that pediatric gastroenterology is even higher than that. How did you find yourself taking an interest in pediatric gastroenterology? Was it through a particular patient or a particular set of patients, or do you just like to play with endoscopes? Uh, no, uh, you know, uh, on my uh, fourth uh, year in my medical school, it's uh, w one uh, subject about or or orphan diseases in uh, in pediatrics, and orphan it's uh, uh, yes, and this orphan diseases uh, uh, took place in uh, scientific center of pediatrics and general surgery, surgery where. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, working now. 
And I'm going to interrupt uh, you for just a moment, listeners. This is the pediatric hospital in Kazakhstan. It's in the capital, and I'm sure that it's where all the interesting cases are referred. Sure. Uh, actually, Almaty is the south capital. Oh, official, sorry. Official capital is in Astana. And uh, in uh, in this in this hospital, uh, uh, there is uh, the department of uh, general pediatrician, and where is all uh, pediatric uh, gastroenterology, uh, liver or orphan diseases uh, 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 diagnosed and uh, uh, take uh, treatment options, and. Uh, uh, there, I uh, first time uh, I see such diseases like Wilson's uh, uh, glycogen storage diseases, um, uh, inflammatory bowel diseases, and it's uh, for me it's uh, it was and it it was and it is uh, uh, very very interesting and uh, um, I think it's uh, t uh, six or seven times. Uh, Ago, I choose uh, a pediatrician and uh, pediatric uh, uh, gastroenterology. But there's no real option for training specifically as a pediatric gastroenterologist in Kazakhstan, or is there? Uh, we have uh, uh, general gastroenterology. General, it's uh, two years, and uh, it's on on paper. It's one year the adult gastroenterologist and one year the pediatric gastroenterologist. But it's on a paper uh, because actually all the uh, teachers and uh, doctors uh, are adult gastroenterologists. And of course, uh, they uh, cannot uh, give any, any knowledge uh, or experience in uh, pediatric gastroenterology. And uh, because of that, it's uh, two years, it's uh, actually adult gastroenterologist and uh, liver disease, and because of that, I uh, choose uh, pediatrician and not gastroenterology. So you never went through the two years of official gastroenterology training? Yes. Of course, we all know that Kazakhstan was, until some years ago, part of the Soviet Union. And I imagine, I'm, this is I'm speculation and nothing more, that there will have been, there were in the past, academic relationships between your institution and institutions in Russia, in, at, in Moscow, perhaps in St. Petersburg, Leningrad. Were there options for you to train in Russia? Mm, mm, uh, not uh, uh, because uh, um, I, uh, when I started my uh, medical education, it's uh, 2010, mm -hmm. and uh, Kazakhstan, it's um, uh, not uh, belong to, to Russia uh, anymore, and our, uh, our our education, it's. Uh, else uh, something else and I uh, don't uh, didn't have uh, opportunities uh, uh, go to Moscow or St. Petersburg 
that was uh, interesting then that the that the educational systems were decoupled from one another divorced from one another at least in that respect after the dissolution of the Soviet Union then you found yourself wanting to train in a combination of metabolic disease these orphan disorders and in pediatric gastroenterology hepatology I can certainly see how metabolic disease would lead one to an interest in liver disease and from liver disease to hollow viscous disease. How have you attempted to train yourself? Because it sounds to me as if that's what you're doing. You don't really have older colleagues who have specialized in this area before, and you have to invent every bicycle that you ride. Yes, uh, uh, you're right, uh, you're right, Alex. Uh, uh, when uh, uh, when I started, I uh, did uh, um, this way. Uh, I had a patient, for example, for example, it's uh, glycogen storage disease, uh, and I uh, see the, see this patient, and and after that. Uh, I read everything in the literature, in the internet about about this disease, and compare uh, what I see in this patient and uh, and in the book, and what I can do uh, in my in my country. This this uh, one way, and uh, in one uh, book I read that uh, uh, doctor uh, doctors learn from their patient. Uh, this uh, this is my way. Uh, another uh, another option uh, it's uh, past uh, last one uh, one year i established a journal club uh, in uh, in kazakhstan it's a journal club club's name it's knights of microbiome huh. and uh, and we uh, uh, for example one of us uh, um, make a, a little uh, a little uh, something, uh, a little speech about uh, one disease, uh, and after that we have a, a discussion. Or another way, I typed uh, to uh, to the doctors from over from all around the world, and uh, who uh, who will answer me, uh, who has a, a time and opportunity, also. Uh, give a, a, a little speech in our journal club, and uh, after that, our doctors uh, uh, have a, an opportunity to ask uh, questions. For example, in last Friday, we have uh, um, a wonderful, um, fun, a wonderful discussion about autoimmune uh, liver diseases, and it's uh, our guest was doctor from uh, Paris, uh, Necker Hospital. It's uh, Dr. Florence Lacalle. Florence. Yes, Florence. Yeah, Florence. Isn't she something? We really, we, not to take away from our pleasure at having you here, but we really must try to get Florence on these podcasts because <laughs> she's an absolute firecracker. Yes. Florence, I hope you're listening. Um, well, that's great. So you really are tapping into, through podcasts, through online contacts, and through ESPGAN, um, various authorities who can bring you along. 
Tell me more about how you've been using Espigan in particular to further your education and to help your patients. Um, yes, thank you for this question. Uh, Espigan really uh, helps me because uh, all the, uh, for example, webinars uh, or special your uh, Journal of Pediatric Gastroenterology and, uh, and Nutrition uh, and also last uh, guidelines also uh, helps me because, for example, when I treat patients with Wilson or without immune hepatitis, uh, my uh, first source of, of uh, um, knowledge is uh, uh, ESPGAN uh, uh, guidelines uh, on this, uh, on, uh, about, this, about this topic. And uh, uh, also I know about summer schools, but uh, you, you know about uh, pandemia, and after this I, I, di mm -hmm. I didn't uh, yet uh, have uh, opportunity to visit uh, summer schools, but I, I think uh, uh, I will. So that's in the future, summer schools, but you yes. do have access to generally accepted principles for treating disease, for diagnosing and for treating disease. How often, <clears throat> excuse me, how often are you confronted as you attempt to work according to these guidelines with, we can't do that here? For example, with Wilson disease, do you have access to copper quantitation in liver tissue samples? Or with glycogen storage disorders, do you have access to genetic analysis of the various genes that confer susceptibility to those disorders? What is available in Kazakhstan? Um, in a sense, for example, uh, uh, let me uh, talk about Wilson's disease. Uh, we have um, uh, access to thoroplasmin level, 24-hour uh, urinary uh, copa for MRI, and but unfortunately we cannot measure uh, copa content in in the liver. Uh, but uh, uh, we have Leipzig score, and we, uh, when uh, I have four, okay, I I think to myself maybe I. Uh, uh, do, don't need to uh, to perform biopsy. What? And <laughs> I'm a histopathologist. <laughs> Bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sorry for this. And okay. uh, as you mentioned about uh, glycogen storage diseases, uh, unfortunately we uh, don't have access uh, to genetic testing. Only if uh, uh, the parents. Uh, uh, have opportunity to pay for this uh, and send the yeah. uh, send the blood samples only only this way. But this, at least the blood samples can be sent abroad. There's that is a good that's a good thing to learn and to know. I understand that in some Middle Eastern countries, all genetic testing has to be done within the country's borders. Although I may have misunderstood that principle. It's good to know that you're able to, if funding is available, to avail yourself for your patient's benefit of resources outside the country. Now we come to the question of 
what to do for your patients, say, with Wilson disease or with, say, the portal hypertension that comes along with some of the congenital hepatic fibrosis. Eventually, you stand at a crossroads. Does the child die or does the child receive a liver transplant? Is liver transplantation available to you? Mm, yes, uh, we have uh, two centers, one in Almaty and one in, uh, in the capital in Astana, uh, who performed mm -hmm. uh, liver, liver transplantation uh, for children. Mm -hmm. But uh, well, one of the main problems is uh, about donors. Uh, uh, Donors, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, when uh, our uh, when we uh, our colleagues performed uh, liver transplantation for 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 children, it's uh, uh, every time it's uh, um, donor uh, donor it's uh, mother or father. Yes, we have a little access to the cadaveric uh, liver. What explains that? What aspects of Kazakh culture? Are you know, uh, I think uh, it's uh, it's uh, one thing. It's because uh, our uh, our people uh, don't know much about uh, uh, about transplantation, about about donorship, and another thing, it's uh, not uh, so big problem, but it is. It's about religions also. Religion has all sorts of effects that play out in this area, don't, doesn't it? Uh, yes. Are you able, do you have access, for example, to the endoscopes that you would like? You've got a lot of, a lot of pediatric gastroenterology seems to me to depend on what kit, what equipment can you get your hands on? And what availability is there for, say, uh, oh, um, endoscopic cholangiography. Is that one of your specialties? Ah. Mm, because, uh, because I am a pediatrician and not gastroenterology, gastroenterologist, uh, uh -huh. I uh, don't perform endoscopy by myself. Okay. Uh, but we, ha we, have, uh, we have endoscopy, we also have capsule endoscopy, uh, but in in uh, pediatric population, we mm. unfortunately uh, don't perform uh, RCP. Uh, we have access to MRCP, but not to uh, endoscopic uh, retrocholangia pancreatography. One interesting aspect of working in the United Kingdom when I was there some little while ago was that a good number of interesting disorders were showing up in the children of populations of English of British citizens who were of consanguine background. It was not uncommon for persons from certain parts of the world who moved to the United Kingdom to continue to Uh, let's say, to continue their preferences in choice of spouse that had been usual in the countries, in the cultures where they originated. Do you see 
in Kazakhstan, perhaps an increased number of of hereditary or heritable disorders because of marriages within extended families? Mm, yes. Uh, actually, uh, it's not a big problem for our country because uh, when, for example, I would like to marry one girl, uh, we should know our parents uh, until uh, seven um, Mm, our seven relatives before seven generations know, yes, seven, seven generations. generations seven generations before and if we uh, don't have any uh, crossroadings like this um, we we can marry after How uh, after this that? seven generations <laughs> yes I, you know, I certainly couldn't tell you who my great-grandparents' parents were. <laughs> so I would never get married in Kazakhstan. This is a, this is tragic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, I'm too old to get married anyhow. Um, so you have a... You have a culturally somewhat different background from that which applies in Europe. You have access to somewhat fewer resources directly in Kazakhstan, but through outreach and through your own efforts, you're able to make contact with persons who have acquired some expertise in laboratories who offer certain kinds of testing. And where do you see yourself and pediatric gastroenterology in Kazakhstan moving toward in the next few years? What are your goals for yourself and for your discipline? Mm, in a sense, yes, I uh, every day, five or ten minutes, I think about this. Because, uh, first of all, uh, in the nearest, for example, ten years, I, I, really, uh, I really wanted, be, when child uh, has a G, uh, gastroenterology or liver problem in in my country that uh, he uh, uh, he will uh, have an access to all uh, uh, to all uh, possible uh, treatment options that uh, uh, doctors can uh, give him in the United Kingdom or in USA. It's it's my. That's um, a goal. That's it's, quite it's, a goal. It's, it's my ma main goal, and um, uh, another uh, another one. It's also uh, make a uh, slow and good uh, transition uh, from uh, pediatrics to uh, adult uh, uh, gastroenterologists, uh, and uh, uh, another one uh, that's all pediatric gastroenterologists. Uh, that uh, will be in the future also will be a good pediatricians. It's, it's also, I think it's a very, uh, very uh, uh, right thing. Ozas, at the moment, I have the feeling that in pediatric gastroenterology care in Almaty, you may be a one-man band playing all the instruments by yourself. Um, do you have colleagues who are as dedicated and as interested as you, are you attempting to select good trainees whom you can help to acquire 
professional education, perhaps in the West, perhaps elsewhere? Mm, yes, uh, I have uh, also, I have colleagues, uh, pediatrician and uh, pediatric gastroenterologist, no, no, not so much, uh, but, uh, but I have also, uh, we have uh, a residency program, but it's still uh, uh, pediatric plus uh, adult gastroenterology, but I think in the near future it will be divided, pediatric and uh, adult gastro uh, gastroenterologists. And uh, uh, you're right, uh, <laughs> I try uh, play on all instruments because I think about liver disease, I think about uh, functional gastroenterology uh, GI problems, I think about nutrition, about uh, pancreatic disease, uh, but I think it, it, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, not possible, but, but I try. Well, <laughs> I, I get a little bit the feeling that you're a bit of a one-man band. Uh, I mean, playing all the instruments by yourself, but that can't be true. You must have many colleagues who support you and to support your patients in providing the best pediatric gastroenterology care possible. Tell me a little bit about that, how that works. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not uh, a one-man band. It's uh, a lot of uh, my colleagues, uh, my teachers, and uh, we share uh, thoughts, uh, share thoughts about uh, patients, our, our experience, uh, and uh, uh, because uh, of uh, because of my colleagues, uh, uh, I have uh, opportunity to grow uh, in my in my medicine field, and again, uh, thank them uh, very much. Are you starting to identify young people, trainees, who have an interest in pediatric gastroenterology like yours? Are you starting to build up a cadre of future pediatric gastroenterologists? Yes. I, uh, I try uh, to do it, but uh, you know, uh, one of the main problem, uh, because when, um, uh, when a trainee uh, go, uh, came to, to, to our hospital from, uh, from gastroenterology field, uh, all seven years uh, they, uh, they learned about uh, adult and it's a very big problem with the pediatric population. They afraid children, oh. and uh, <laughs> yes. and uh, they, maybe maybe they are interested in uh, in, uh, in treating uh, children, but uh, unfortunately they afraid them. Well, children are very small. You have to you have to agree. They're just so tiny. What if we do something wrong? But I was thinking more about pediatricians, pediatricians in training, whom you could support and mentor, and perhaps send elsewhere for pediatric gastroenterology training, formal pediatric gastroenterology training, until that becomes available in Kazakhstan. Do you have young people who are interested in your discipline? Yes, uh, I have. Uh, they are uh, general, uh, general pediatrician, and uh, they are in, uh, in our department. Also, I uh, invite them to my journal club and, uh, and try, uh, try to uh, give them a, a joy to be a 
pediatric uh, gastroenterologist and say to him it's it's very very interesting uh, specialty and uh, i think uh, after that uh, one day uh, they will uh, walk up and say i would like to be a pediatric gastroenterologist let's hope that working through espigan through the contacts that you've made and continue to make you'll be able to foster these young people and to make it even more attractive for them by by finding opportunities for them to study abroad and to return with the knowledge that they garner by working under a Florence Lacaille or an Adil Dawan. That would be wonderful for, it would be wonderful for the people in Paris and in London, and of course in Almaty when they come back. Well, we're at the end of our rope, or at the end of our time, and I want to say now that when we come to the end of a podcast, we generally ask the person being interviewed to nominate for us a piece of music, a song, that conveys to him or her what it is to be from the country that's home for them. What have you found to offer us from Kazakhstan? Uh, there is one song. It's the uh, song's name is Toy Toy Jure. It's uh, a song from uh, uh, our Kazakh band uh, Dos uh, Dos Mukasan. It's a uh, Kazakh rock and folk band, uh, and uh, they established in 1967. And uh, also they uh, uh, something. Uh, took from uh, from uh, uh, western groups like Beatles or Rolling Stones and connected with uh, uh, Kazakh folk folk music and this music Chojure it's uh, uh, translation in the English language it's wedding song it's 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 about uh, dance about uh, joy uh, also about our hospitality and i think uh, uh, this uh, uh, this song uh, will tell to our listeners uh, uh, more about uh, my country. I'll certainly look forward to hearing it, and I'm sure that our podcast listeners do too. If you would like to listen to the song in full length, 
please check out our Aspigan playlist. Olzash, thank you again. And good luck in Kazakhstan and with building up pediatric gastroenterology there. Uh, thank, uh, thank you too, Alex. Uh, many thanks for this uh, opportunity. And uh, listen to official Yespegan podcast. Thank you and goodbye.